0: many different macro events happening right now like okay so prices like the stock market is plummeting right and so i think that
1: but, but it went up seven percent yesterday
0: okay but so but that was because it
1: plummeted to, it's probably plummeting today
0: right there's a lot of volatility there which i think will impact sellers and buyers and you know it, obviously that hits their their pocket Their bank accounts and so how is that going to impact their decision to buy or sell a house
1: building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt pivot and constantly master new skills
0: we're katie and daniel steinfeld we've built our own innovative brokerage and in this podcast we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential
1: it's time to level up level up up. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. I'm Daniel. I'm here with Katie. And it's time we jump back into the market where everybody has loved to be this last couple of years.
0: Yeah, it's been a crazy time. And we actually had something else planned for this week, but we thought, hey, the market's a little weird right now. So why don't we talk about it? Even though we have no crystal ball with us. I wish we did but i think we're seeing some things going on right now that we wanted to chat about and just see how we can properly guide our clients through it
1: our client yeah so if any of our clients are listening right now
0: <laughs> we're here for you be
1: sure to be sure to pay close attention it's funny though you said that the market is weird now i think the market is by definition weird i don't think there's a consistency to this market at least since covid started but
0: yeah but i feel like the last year or however long things have been going up like crazy. It's just like we've agreed and know that it's crazy and just keep, it just keeps going up. And now I feel this past week, especially that things have taken a pause, which has been an odd, not a, not a complete pause, but it's just, there's, there's a slow turn and I don't know where it's going to land up.
1: Well, I think it's strange when we We've been telling everybody, like in terms of our own expectation management, that, you know, prices have to at some point slow down. And at at some point they've got to stop going up like 20 to 30 percent increases is not sustainable. I don't care how wild the market is and how much demand outweighs supply.
0: Yeah.
1: But who knew that it would take yet another you know, catastrophic type global event potentially, and we don't even know if that's the reason, but just a multitude of things happening in the world coupled with the attitude of buyers, maybe, just maybe, is going to result in a slow to an almost stop, I don't know about a downturn, but uh, definitely a a, a slow.
0: Yeah, I think, the thing is, I think what we're going to start seeing is sellers' expectations are in line with the craziness that was a couple of weeks ago and things are still going for crazy don't get me wrong but what i'm seeing is definitely more inventory coming out like i've seen inventory we live in vaughn um and i've definitely been keeping track of that market and inventory has been raising 20 to 30 percent week over week over the last several weeks um, and now I think that that's slowly having an impact on the amount of demand that homes are getting, and sellers are still expecting prices to keep going up at these dramatic levels. Like if we're talking about, let's say, like a a two million dollar property, if one sold last week for two million, the way things have been going the last little while, it's the expectation is that the next comparable home will go up another fifty grand. And that's not, I don't think that's happening over the last couple of weeks.
1: I I agree. I think from an expectation, we talk about expectations all the time and we're going to talk now, I think, about also how we can continue to manage expectations of buyers and sellers the way the market's going. But one thing that seems to be... And it's maybe too early to tell because we're literally talking about the last week.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. And, the, and that's another, I think, thing we have to preempt the conversation with is just that like this is not like a sustained trend that we're seeing. Like this is just, yeah, a, a week in of <laughs> but, some interesting times.
1: Right. But what, what I was going to say is that what we saw and have seen with buyers in a rough last while is all buyers start full of excitement and ready to go. And we try to manage their expectations that this isn't as easy as you think, and it's going to mm-hmm. get potentially frustrating, and you're going to see things go for more than you thought. Yeah. And if you don't have early success, which is normal that you don't have early success, there comes that tipping point for the buyer where they either get frustrated or they really just adjust their approach like to the extreme. Yeah. And that's when they end up being successful and maybe still upset and all that. But what I'm wondering is if that is now the cycle we're potentially going to see from sellers where Mm -hmm. they're all full of excitement and optimism based on what they've seen and what they expect. And if the prices aren't coming over Mm -hmm. time, there's going to be a similar shift because we need a shift in everybody to be normal like everyone's on opposite sides of normal and when you can't meet somewhere that's when deals don't get done right and i think now we just like as an example i just told you before this um we almost put in an offer earlier it was less than a week ago on a laneway house yeah and very nice house um to use round numbers it was asking one two. And it had offers set up for a house that was on a 600-square-foot lot in a laneway in yeah. Toronto. And for whatever reason, it didn't sell on offer date. Um, and that we are seeing more of that now, just with less offer dates being successful and price changes and all that. But it relisted this morning. We thought it would relist either lower to drive a, a more offers or mm-hmm. maybe... $100,000 higher or whatever it was that they were looking yeah. for. It got relisted at $1.6 Yeah, for a laneway house. That's crazy. And so that tells me sellers are... Uh, far be it for me to say sellers are out to lunch because honestly, someone might pay that. Yeah. But if at a different price people aren't showing up or they're not giving you the price you want, I think we need to manage our sellers' expectations for... For our own sanity, like they can say whatever they want. But if a yeah. seller says, I want X yeah. and it's several hundred thousand dollars or 10% or whatever more than what the market is saying, mm-hmm. unless we all believe that there's this continuing crazy inflation, yeah, it puts everybody in a tough position and, it, and continuously changing your pricing strategy as a seller doesn't look great no. on a listing.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I've seen the same thing. And it's really, like, to me, it's really about, you know, when we used to look at comparables, like, a couple years ago, it would be, okay, what's sold in the last, you know, 90, 120 days? And that was usually accurate to reflect what we could set expectations for with our sellers. Too long now. Yeah, I'm I'm literally like, I'm doing, it's even 30 days is almost too much. And I think, especially now, and I think this is a suggestion for everybody out there is if you have a listing coming up or you have um, a buyer that you're working with it's it's week by week at this stage, and I think what happens this week may not be reflective of what happens next week and so on and so forth so it's it's really a moving target, and there's really no no answer at this stage, and I think that's frustrating for a lot of Clients, um, a lot of agents is like, you really can't give an exact answer to your clients about what a place is going to go for. And that's something I've I've found frustrated for myself because I want to be that source of information for my clients, but I can't give them a definite at this stage. Well,
1: we've talked about what the limitations of our expertise is, and we are still in my opinion, you know, the smartest person in the room for that question, right? Mm -hmm. It's just to give factual answers is not possible because you're balancing an ever-changing environment around you, whether it's local, global, economic, whatever. Yeah. And the unknown expectation of the person across the table from you, because it's Mm -hmm. not like you're not walking into Walmart and the house has a price tag of 1.2 million that you can pay and buy it. Yeah. So even when you've got a valuation, you can only provide the information you've got. Like you said, historical. I mean, sometimes 30 days is useful, sometimes it's only a week. This past week, even a week's worth of info. Yeah. is changing every day and a lot of that is because this this world we're in right now. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine a time – I can't think of another time where there were so many conflicting things happening that aren't real estate and real estate things that just leave everything in such disarray. We don't know what gas prices are going to be this week.
0: That's that's it. Like there's so many different macro events happening right now. Like, okay, so prices – like the stock market is plummeting, Right. And so I think that
1: but, but it went up 7% yesterday.
0: Okay. But so but that was because it
1: plummeted to, it's probably plummeting today.
0: Right. There's a lot of volatility there which I think will impact sellers and buyers and you know it, obviously that hits their their pocket their bank accounts and so how is that going to impact their decision to buy or sell a house um, other costs going up they've got like a war like and people not knowing how that's going to impact things are interest rates going up or are they not because we just talked about this before this as well it was like you know is the government going to do that because right now there's so much more uncertainty even than this last week that
1: you know what's wild about everything you just said what You listed off, I'm going to say, at least four different major things, and you didn't even mention that we're in a global pandemic. The biggest issue and the biggest thing affecting economies and everything, like everything from education to real estate to everything, has been affected by this global pandemic that we don't even know what's happening with that now. Mm -hmm. Like we've never really known, but at least like there was some unfortunate certainty that things were shitty for a long time. Now it's like, are they shitty? Or are they getting better? And if they get better, is that actually shitty?
0: It's honestly, and I told you this before, like the meme I posted earlier on my stories, it just like it. the amount of world history we are going through in 2022. Like, I just don't even like, I can't take it anymore. There's just so much stuff and so many questions. And so if you're feeling like that, I think it's totally fine to feel that way. And I think it's also important to recognize that your clients are likely feeling that way and they might want to take a step back or they. We might want to um, take a breath because it's just – there's a lot to process.
1: Well, this is like – buyer fatigue is a thing in isolation from the rest of the world, just in the real estate world. Yeah. And now you've got like global issue yeah. fatigue or yeah. like real life fatigue.
0: Yeah. And well, it's not even fatigue at this stage. I mean, it it's, is well, fatigue, it's confusion. It's, yeah. It's just – and it's scary. So anyway, I mean – I I think it's just trying to better guide your clients as to what to expect is is an important thing and I think now more than ever it's really important to keep them posted on what's going on. So like whether you're working with a buyer or or you have a listing coming up, just keeping them updated on what's going on in those areas that they're focusing on or the area where their home is located is super important because that house that sold 2 weeks ago for this ridiculous price may not be as relevant now as what you're seeing now.
1: Yeah. Like so the onus is on us yes. not so much to have the crystal ball anymore but to be way more real time
0: and well yeah, equipped, yeah, with the knowledge, yeah. To,
1: to keep people informed and like annoyingly so and yep. it's for it's for your clients own good that today the information is useful compared to the information yesterday. If something sold or didn't sell, if you're looking at things that yeah. had offer dates, if prices are now available, if yeah. things are conditional, whatever it is, you need to be changing your system. If it, And like for me, I don't have a daily update system with people and clients I'm working with usually, but now mm-hmm. I've got one listing that's live that, Every day now, I need to give my clients an update on what is happening, whether Mm -hmm. it's with showings, whether it's with feedback, whether it's with neighboring properties, because the expectation for what's going to come to them is different today than it was when we listed.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you're not able to stick handle that by giving people real-time information rather than 30, 60-day-old information, they're going to be pissed off at you, Yeah. probably.
0: Yeah, 100%. Now, a couple of clients I'm working with right now, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to answer this question, and I know it always depends, but I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts.
1: It depends is the easy... I don't even know what the question is. It depends.
0: Do I sell or buy first?
1: Okay. So it's a good question because you know what my answer always is. It depends. Well, it, well, my, my answer is always what's harder right now, but why that's a tough yeah. question well, now is it. what exactly. the hell is harder now?
0: Yeah.
1: So. The nice thing about selling first is that's the only thing that gives you certainty. certainty yeah. As far as budget goes, if mm-hmm. you buy first under a budget you already understand, then I guess you can have certainty that way. And then it just, as long as that's not dictating a price you need to sell at in order to be able to fund your your purchase, right. then buying first is okay. And I do still think it's harder to buy than to sell right now, but that's more a function of seller expectations. So if you know, I would say, if you really dig into what your client's expectation is, if it's just, we want to break even or whatever, like we want our sell to cover X percent of our buy. Mm -hmm. Again, it's a daily update of like, here's what it looks like right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And like being real with you, not knowing where the one you don't choose is going to be two weeks a month from now with the best information I have right now.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking like, okay, so in this example, we've got a house that's a comparable sold down the street for a much higher price than I would have expected. So just
1: and now prices might be regulated.
0: So like it's a one point three million dollar sale that just happened and before that sale i figured okay maybe like maybe 1.2 but now it's like 1.3 it's kind of like that benchmark that everybody has seen on the flip side from the buying perspective the budget that they've put in place is is a bit of a challenge in terms of buying like i think it's possible but that but it the The seller expectations in place right now in the area they're looking says to me that there's still going to be some hardships in trying to find an option that will sell within their budget. So that's kind of like the situation I'm encountering at the moment. I'm very confused. Well,
1: (laughs) I think the problem for everybody and why the market's so messed right now is if What I was saying before is at all true, that there's a tipping point that people get for sellers and for buyers where they're at the wrong side of expectations just because of the trends. Mm -hmm. Both sellers and buyers are at that high point right now Yeah, where buyers are now saying, well, hey, things aren't getting offers, so mm. now's the time that I should be able to offer less. Yeah, But sellers are still yeah. saying, everything's high, so I'm just going right. to wait for my number. Exactly. So I think we're going to see a lot more properties now that don't sell on yeah. offer dates and that yeah. just... Uh, The the response to that, to me, is what's most telling, right? Because when something doesn't sell on offer date, it doesn't necessarily mean it was bad, but what do you do the next day? Are you relisting at a ridiculous number? Yeah. Are you taking it off for a bit and saying maybe this will work in another week or two Mm -hmm. because right now it looks like the response is relisting at the number that is not going to be reached for a lot of these people. Yeah, That's, you know, full disclosure, that's a worry I've got for even the listing I've got right now. Like there's an expectation that thankfully has been tempered a bit because of this daily update of what's happening around them. But it doesn't mean that we didn't go into this process with an expectation that's probably a bit higher than what is going to come to us. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, if it doesn't sell quickly and it doesn't get the number, what do you do next? Do, yeah. you, do you just sit and wait for the market to catch up? Or do you come to terms with the fact that maybe things jumped and are now going to mm-hmm. just hold instead yeah. of continuing continuing to inflate? Right. I, I think people get caught in the curves. hmm Right. Like if something's ascending, 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 you want to get it for more than it is today because the line's pointing up rather than just getting it at what it's at. Right. And so in your case, you've got buyers that probably could see places that maybe today are a, are a quote unquote better deal than they were last week. hmm but those sellers might still not be willing to sell at that price.
0: Well, that's it. And that's yeah. It's it's just such so to me like for me I feel more comfortable kind of just like seeing what the next couple of weeks kind of brings like if there's a a leveling out if if the trend kind of continues where things are slowing down slightly i think that that will allow me to better guide people in terms of expectations but again it's it's a hard thing and i think it really just like if if you're kind of facing a similar question from your clients i think it depends on their risk tolerance for me at this point it, if it was up to me i would probably sell first And hopefully have a few offers where if I say I want a 90 or 120 day closing date, that I will be given that. And so that would give me some buffer to find a place. And hopefully if seller expectations need to be readjusted, there's some buffer in there to give me the time to do that. That would be what I personally would do. That's a good one. Thank you.
1: Uh, Oh, there's still (laughs) still still something there. There's a frog in there. Uh, I mean that makes sense. I think for me, being the worrier mm-hmm. about everything, yeah, I still don't know that. I, I feel like that ship also may have already sailed for yeah. selling. Right, yeah. like if in your case, if the place down the street just sold for one three, mm. if I'm your client, I'm saying that's at least what I want. Yeah, because you're a good agent and you've already told me. Yeah. You're going to do as good or better than anybody else, right? And if the market doesn't support that, it's a tough sell when at the same time they're having trouble buying. Yeah. And they're saying, well, wait a second, everything is still crazy. But the problem is, everything's crazy because no one's willing to take the price. Yeah. So it it is a real conundrum. It is if such they say. a conundrum. It's a like pickle. honestly,
0: like it's it usually I have such a firm answer to that question. And right now I'm and and it's not even like they're asking me at this stage, but I just I want to guide them properly. But that, that's and the that's, good thing though. That's yeah. the
1: advice is Start having these arguments with yourself. Start asking your colleagues and figure out because we've talked about it and we've been talking about it a lot more this last two weeks. You're the pro. Mm -hmm. You're the one who has to have the recommendation. Yeah. Not the well. We could do this and we could do this.
0: Like yeah, equate it to. And when we were talking last week on our podcast with um, just about with Julian about the sales stuff, it's I I'm now really thinking about the fact that. I'm the professional, like if a doctor came in to me as a patient and said, well, you know what I mean? Like we could amputate your leg, but then, you know, you might have to deal with this. Like I want a doctor to come in and say, this is what you need to do because I've got the chainsaw. Yeah. Well, like this is the best decision for you at this point. Like this is what my recommendation is. And so, yeah, having the back and forth and and do it like if you're having the same questions, like have these conversations with your colleagues and and just try to figure out the best direction that you, you, you're comfortable with so that you can then present that to your clients.
1: Well, and the other thing that he talked about last week, which is something that I know is like a fundamental part of my business, I think you do it too, is the whole idea of putting a disclaimer on things that we say to our clients. So we're able to Make a strong recommendation, but alongside that, temper it with, you know, just so we're clear, I'm making this recommendation based on the information that is available right now. Yes. This, is, this is the information that is fueling the decision. And tomorrow, if the information's different, all I can promise you is I'm going to keep you updated in real time and I'm going to continue to give you the best advice for you with the information that I have today yeah right. like look at something like interest rates, and whether or not that has a big or a small impact on purchasing or selling or whatever, people have different opinions. I know I have a client right now, more than one client who are making decisions based on speculation about what's going to happen with interest rates yeah. and I, I don't think that it's going to have the degree of impact that people think, especially if there's an increase of a even a half a point over time yeah but
0: it's the psychology of that.
1: It's the psychology and it's the mind F that yeah. comes out of every time. The last two announcements, it's been a sure thing that interest yeah. rates are going up. And then now, this next one, it couldn't be more of a sure thing that it's going up and it's going to go up four times, six times, whatever, over the course of the year. And then guess what? Now there's a war,
0: yeah,
1: right? Which no one was predicting or whatever. and And whether or not that impacts, you know the decisions that are made here economically, mm-hmm. who's to say? And things like this, they're not normal events, pandemics and wars and all these things are not normal, but they're happening and we're and we're in it. And we still need to be strong enough as professionals to be able to assess what that means and what it could mean. Mm-hmm. It's not as weird now to say to a client like, well, you know, if a, that building burns down tomorrow, this would happen. And like, where in the past I'd be like, but that'll never happen now. It's like, nothing could never happen. Like we were going to talk and we might talk in another episode or two from now about Murphy's law. Right. And like, we're living in like Murphy's law is like the laws we live by now. We're in
0: Murphy's world. (laughs) We
1: are in Murphy's world. And so you you don't want to be living as Debbie Downer no. all the time and just saying everything sucks and worst case scenario is reality. However, you need to be aware of, to some degree, if things go sour, this is what it might look like. Because you, yeah. want, to, you want your clients never to be shocked by something you told them not coming true
0: yeah and they want and you want them to know that you've got a response if something goes one way or another if you don't get offers on offer night this is what we'll do and right. this is like so so that's like all you can do is become come equipped with your best recommendation for them whatever situation ends up happening and and prepare them as you said as much as possible so i mean those that's all we can really do at this stage um there's lots of great resources in terms of like your own colleagues Listening to, um, like you know, reading different news reports, looking at the stats. I mean, I find Twitter is a great source of information. I mean, maybe not always accurate, but there's a lot of really informed people on there that really take a look at the data and interpret it in a really in a really interesting way that I think makes sense. So having those conversations and and immersing yourself will just help you to become that much of a more experienced and more comfortable with the decisions you're putting out there.
1: And like everything else that's out there that you formulate an opinion on, it's very valuable whether you agree or not to understand what different people are saying about the same issue Mm -hmm. right so whether it's about interest rates or inflation or supply or whatever just because you read one thing and you like it don't make that necessarily unless it is factual Mm -hmm. don't make it the fact that fuels what you tell everybody without at least understanding what the counterpoint is you can definitely come up with your recommendation based on what you deem to be the most appropriate Mm -hmm. but there's just so much uncertainty and there's a lot of people who claim to have the answer. And if the answer was clear, we'd all be doing the same thing.
0: Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the way some people come out with their ideas is they're, they're a lot more firm and convincing that this is what's going to happen. But in reality, it, it might not. Because even like we talking to mortgage brokers, like for sure there was an interest rate going to happen. Right. Increase, sorry. And it didn't. So, I mean, no... It's never a for sure thing, and again, as we talked about at the first, like we nobody has a crystal ball as to what's going to happen. So, it is what it is. Well,
1: we're we're doing the same thing with our listeners right now. Yep. Right, like we're giving you advice without giving advice. <laughs> you know, like we're we're telling you the course of action to take to fuel your decision making and to be able to help your clients, but at the same time, take what we're saying with a grain of salt. Right, like we're. We're deliberately not putting you on a path one way or another because you do need to do the research and do the work to formulate your own decisions and opinions as a professional. Yeah. But then be confident with them because you've informed yourself.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. That's it.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go enjoy the world we live in (laughs) for the rest of the day and the
0: week. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will be back next week.
1: I hate to keep going. but, you, oh God. but it's <laughs> just
0: almost made it. It's
1: just, it's just funny it. to me. We're recording this two-plus days prior to the day that it's going out there. Yes. And I just find it interesting that I don't even know – In two days, if the market is going to reflect what we're talking about today. And that's part of the fun of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I would assume not much is going to change in two days. But honestly, like, we're recording this a day after a war started. Yeah. Who knows what happens over the weekend. Hopefully the war comes to an end.
0: That would be nice.
1: But in any case, you have us.
0: (laughs) We're... We're here together.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really... We're all
0: in this together. It's like
1: a weak constellation. Yeah, there's a war going on, but you've got the Level Up podcast.
0: <laughs> definitely
1: not quite the same scale. No, definitely not. But uh, to everybody, stay safe, keep fit, have fun.
0: See you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Level up.